0: This is Alina Simwe, your host for the SIFSOS Africa Season 7 Community Podcast. More people than ever are drawn to community philanthropy. On this episode, we'll continue to explore the role of leadership in community philanthropy with a sit-down with one of our lovely guests called Joanna to discuss ideas, opportunities, and strategies that leaders are employing to be able to promote community philanthropy. Joanna, kindly introduce yourself to our
1: listeners. Thank you, Alain. My name is Joanna Atkunda. I am so happy to be part of this podcast. Mm. I, I love so many things, but um, just to be particular, I'm passionate about women's health, passionate about leadership and quality education for, for young people and uh i love making friends i love laughing <laughs> like i can laugh every other time uh even in the saddest of moments i i find something to be grateful for and then yeah mm-hmm. also to smile so is just a bit about me but yeah most importantly i am also the ceo and founder uplift slam africa and we basically are working with the uh, slums in Uganda and uh, dealing with uh, young people, uh, adolescents and youth, in slum dwelling areas, just to help to help them understand and be able to access uh, anything to do with uh, sexual reproductive health rights. Secondly, um, also. The co-founder and administrator of League of Young Professionals Uganda, and now that one is basically into improving the reading culture in Uganda. So we run mentorship programs on leadership and readership here. So that's really a bit about me. Wow, that's quite a an
0: introduction. I'm very curious about what the League of Young Professionals does, and what the gift up is it uplift uplift the uplift initiative does, but. Right about now, I'd like to know your earliest collection on giving and how that played out in your upbringing
1: as well, a leader who is running these two big initiatives. <laughs> okay, yeah. So when it comes to, to giving as part of, of my growing up, I, I think uh one of the things that excites me a lot as a person is when I'm able to like, give to someone. And I've always told myself that at least every single time I should be able to put a smile on someone's face through giving and it might not necessarily be material things, but just even uh, giving someone emotional comfort, giving them a place to run to knowing that you're there for them is, is, is giving in its own way and and I think also my my childhood really really reflects a lot about that as i grew up and i always uh saw that everyone that passed in our home mm. did not just go empty-handed so i always knew that part of me has to be a people person and, and yes i am really really a people person i i literally can't find a day that I can't be there and I've not talked to someone I, I may be I'm in need and I don't have anyone to help me and of course uh, I saw so as a Christian that I am I believe what you do to others the same the same is, is done for you so If you want grace extended to you, you should be able to extend the same grace. So that is my my understanding behind giving that if you want to get much more you better be ready to also give out much more. Grace extended. Yeah, it's the same grace that you will
0: receive. Yeah. So tell us about the gift up initiative. Recently we saw a poster that was running around that you intend to do an initiative
1: within the Kampala Katanga Slum, yes. Uh, so, the gift up. I have been working with the uh, young girls and boys in Katanga Slum, mm-hmm. and they're very amazing people. Mm-hmm. Like those, those young girls and boys are so amazing. Or the times I visit, so I have visited like since uh, September, I've been mm-hmm. visiting them. And first, the first drive we did, we were able to give 70 girls uh, reusable sanitary. Uh, Pads, and they were so excited. So, uh that was September, October. So November, I I I felt like I need to do something for them for their Christmas as well. They need to feel special as well as we are celebrating with our families. Mm -hmm. As everyone runs away to join their families wherever they are, I just thought, do these do these people have where to run to? Mm -hmm. It's been a rainy season, and when you visit those 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 areas you really, really, really appreciate what life gives you. On a daily that you're able to sleep comfortably, you're able to have people around you, but when you visit these people full of innocence, full of love, and they they, they smile genuinely because they have seen someone come to help them. And apart from the sexuality, reproductive health things, I felt like, can't we just do more? i was I just going to keep giving pads all the time, talking about reproductive health. So I said, this Christmas, I need to make it special for them. And, and they just know that they're coming to receive something, even if it's uh, just uh, home things and even the parents to feel like they're included because when we gave out the sanitaries, it was just the girls. Mm -hmm. But now when you give a bar of soap, when you give a kilo of sugar, when you give give a kilo of rice, You, you are not just giving out to this one child, but you're giving to an entire okay. family yeah. that even the brother who does not get pads, is, is, yeah. is, is, is feels like, okay, now we have this, we have that. And so that's how I came up with the initiative to say, can we make their Christmas special? Can we at least um, show them more love that beyond, beyond the pads, we also want to see their families happy. Wow. Interesting. a point of making this christmas special
0: by involving the household how can the other people out there who would like to really be part of the initiative how can they contribute or how
1: can they be really part of this drive okay thank you so one of the things i'm doing i'm open to partnerships and yeah so one of uh, my other colleagues who is uh who has been nominated for the creative afro blogger she's called tikia joella she mm. is running a uh, Tikia with grace apparel with uh hoodies and, and and t-shirts of spread the love spread kindness spread uh humility like those are things that as as human beings when we are giving we are not just giving to show off that we are giving no be kind be humble spread love and so she's, she's partnering with me as of now and every time she sells a hoodie or a t-shirt of that is going to the gift hub. Yes, I'm open to partnerships. Then you can also reach out directly. Maybe some who do not want to buy the hoodies and the t-shirts, you reach out directly. You can contribute even if you say, I don't have money, but I have my my bars of soap. it's, It's okay. You bring them because those are two households that have been blessed. So you can reach out to me on my numbers, WhatsApp, give me a call. And I have a flyer running around. So... Uh, that has been everywhere on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, my WhatsApp. So anyone can reach out to me if you have a kilo of sugar. If you, So we're going to be giving a gift, a hamper. And then also clothes, but I'm, I'm, on, I'm not talking like those very, very old clothes. No, I want nice clothes <laughs> that these girls can put on and also feel like, wow, even if you just bought it three months ago and, and you feel like, yeah, it's still new. And this girl can also put you on feel loved and feel like a girl. They don't have to look like the slums They're in every other day So we're also taking on clothes And on top of the clothes We're doing a gift hamper
0: I'm certain that our dear listeners are Would be really interested To be part of the initiative But to also give So we'll take a moment For you to actually share Your Twitter handles your Your number if you don't mind So that people can directly reach you Those who are listening So that they can be part of this christmas merry yeah. <laughs> making part of you you know making the christmas special for these young uh, people
1: yeah but that's awesome my twitter handle it's j at kunda uh yeah at j at kunda uh facebook joanna at kunda and my numbers whatsapp is the mtn 0784 90 82 28 i'll say it again 0784 908228 and the airtail is 0702 299492. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Thank you, Joanna, for sharing that. Our uh, dear
0: listeners, I hope you got that number right. Please reach out to Joanna and be able to. Supports the initiative that she's doing in the Katanga slums. But let's proceed with our conversation. So leaders out there, what, what do they need to do really to, to be able to, you know, mobilize communities, uh, mobilize people to initiatives of that kind? Are there any
1: structured guides towards leading an initiative of that kind? Part of leadership is that you must, um, as a leader... It's not that you wake up and say, I, I am a leader, I can set up an initiative. There are certain things I have gone through as a person when it comes to personal management, personal growth, personal development, because people buy into the person before they buy into the vision and sometimes people will buy in the vision and not buy in the leader but Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want that people run away with your vision and not run with you or run behind you so you have to first work on yourself as a leader nurture yourself and and then be out there for people leadership requires a lot of selflessness like you have to be out there for people when when you meet people and and you want to sell something to them you're not just going to say here I am this is my idea like take it and if you want it take it if you don't want you leave it no you have to be able to buy into people and and so it comes with a lot of values are you humble enough to reach out to people are you kind enough to feel their situations be 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 empathetic and then do you do you value where they are because if you go to someone and you want to start an initiative but all you're looking at is how challenged they are how how um how unlucky they are it's it's most definitely you're going to approach them from the view that they have so many problems but if you go looking at the value in them the most important thing in them when i am going to see these girls in katanga i am looking at the smiles that they 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 see me with I am looking at their ambitions their dreams and for me that's the drive to be able to say that this girl's success story is not just about her coming from Katanga but it is about her dreaming and you being part of her dream and and stepping out of your comfort zone to say I did not grow up in Islam but I believe this girl can have the future that i have not that i am somewhere much better but i feel they can also be somewhere much better so it it it's, it's, it's uh, an approach of meekness humility kindness and and looking at people for the for the great importance that they hold and not for how challenged they are so for me leadership is not just about um starting initiatives and being there to to just lead people to say oh i have an organization oh i have this no it is how, like, what is your purpose? Mm-hmm. If your purpose is to step out and be able to build someone's success story, so be it, go ahead and do it. But the how also matters. That's when I talk about the kindness, the values of, of wanting to step in people's shoes and say, This person has dreams that I have. And when I come back to to grace, I am not where I am because. I come from the richest of families, or we had all the money to take me to the best of schools. No, it is because of grace. Anyone can be anywhere, including the people that you feel like, oh, how can someone be on these streets? You are not there, not because you can't be there, but it's grace. So how about you extend the same grace? No one woke up and chose to live in Katanga. Yeah, so for me, leadership is really trying to find your purpose and then you step into the how and be able to speak to people the language that you both can fit in yeah so Joanna, given your
0: experience uh running this initiative sorry i actually didn't even ask how long it's been running uh, what do people com- commonly organize towards you know what's that thing that drives communities to mobilize and agree to really, you know, support uh, that particular thing. I'm really <laughs> intrigued. I'd like to know what people rally towards. Is it, I know you also mentioned that at times people follow the person with the vision, uh, so when it comes to community philanthropy, what do people organize towards?
1: People have different agendas when they organize this yeah. things Sometimes you you've seen people say, uh, this MP came and told us they're going to do this and this <laughs> and this and, mm-hmm. and for them maybe the agenda was to get votes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the different agendas. Some people it's about um a short term goal. I want mm-hmm. to win politics and so I have to start this thing. And so at that point they do not even think about that, the sustainability but bit of it. And then some people feel like, um, Maybe I just need to give back. Like, I have a lot. Why don't I give back? And then others, it will be uh, a thing of other people doing it. Mm. So uh, you will find maybe, for those who are in the celebrity world, Mm. uh, someone probably wakes up and does a birthday and they give out. Then the following, the the other time, someone who does not do it, they make them feel like, the other person did a birthday and they reached out to kids on the street and this one is just showing us pictures so someone who just chose to do that because i mean it's 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 the norm or something but for me it's it's i think it should be a drive towards your purpose
0: okay
1: yeah for com- for you to go and say this community should come together and do this and do this it should be about fulfilling a certain part of your purpose because if you do it without purpose, mm-hmm. you definitely are not going to think ahead of it like it's it's just going to be uh, it's Christmas, we are giving these people hampers and that's it mm-hmm. then what happens after that mm-hmm. Yeah. so it should be purpose for me. Purpose driven
0: yes, sort of, it's, yeah, it should giving, be purpose driven sort of uh, I understand that so many people in this country really have so many initiatives are running especially when it comes to Christmas uh, there have been other, other initiatives that I've seen but I'm just wondering what makes uh, some people for example give towards your initiative that is centered on, on the household and not give to you know, an initiative that is centered on on something different. Mm -hmm. Uh, What makes people make that decision? Oftentimes, I find that most people are driven towards um, initiatives that are more Mm household-oriented, but also livelihoods, Mm -hmm. community livelihoods. So Mm -hmm. is it that people are driven towards uh, essential community need goods or you know, uh, also like a um, bit of enlightenment on, on that do communities give to health do communities give I mean I'm certain you've had uh, so many initiatives around reproductive health and getting people to give to that and now you're doing something different around getting people to give to you know household uh, essential needs so how, how has your experience been in running a comparison of the two i know that mm. things cannot at times things are hard really to compare but yeah i'm certain there's a,
1: a learning in that um, area too so the way people give mm. is that like i said usually people buy into the vision or mm. buy into the person okay. so most people I, I i realized when it was like when covid hit mm. people were trying so much to reach out to families and individuals especially with household items Mm. but then you realize sometimes you can't fulfill everyone's needs like you're not going to give someone souls that is going to run them (laughs) for a whole year or something Mm. but at least you have given what you can in that period of time so for the time I have run initiatives towards giving when I say I am into reproductive health and when I give out a call for people to say we are giving pads to, to these girls, they really reach out. People are, let me tell you, Ugandans are very kind. Ugandans <laughs> oh, are very kind. And they will give. It. Sometimes they, it, it, the, the motive behind giving is, is usually just, is um, theirs or? <laughs> yes, It's theirs? Yes, it's their thing. But I've also realized that many Ugandans, Give because they know there is always someone out there that needs this help. Oh. Ugandans are very generous and they look out for other people. And one thing I've also realized is that most people in this country are so family-oriented. Yes. Like they, have, they can be everything they need to be in this world. But when it comes to family, they know what it means for a family to stand without needs. They know how it feels for uh, now it is in these campaigns for how it like how the girl appears out there without uh, being safe in her periods so I wouldn't say that um, people are giving me because it's household things, but I think they are. don't even know how to term it (laughs) because they've given uh, other things before, they've given the t-shirts, they've given um, all, they've they've done all these partnerships Mm. but when it comes to Christmas and and I told them uh, every time someone wants to give and I'm like, yeah, we can't just be giving parts to these girls when they don't even have the soap to use to clean, so Mm. when I said this Christmas we are going to give them a bow of soap, bathing Mm. soap, something like that, like, you, sh- they, they really just dive in and, and, and give. So Ugandans are family-oriented people mm-hmm. that amidst everything, everything else can fail. But when you say there's this and this family mm-hmm. that needs help here and there, Ugandans will give.
0: It's interesting to hear,
1: and it's interesting and good to hear that
0: Ugandans are really givers and family-oriented if if I had missed that <laughs> some time in my life, mm. this is really a mm. reminder uh, mm. for me and for our listeners, really to to know that uh, as Ugandans, we give us, mm. but we're also family oriented. So mm. if you have forgotten about your family, mm-hmm. it's Christmas, it's <laughs> <'Cause laughs> yes. the Christmas. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, you need to check up on your family, but also your neighboring family and yeah. be able to know how they doing. Um, Joanna, I want to know what kind of infrastructure really should be put in place by the sector in which we operate, by the state itself, you know, to support initiatives like yours for them to grow and thrive and be big, okay. you know, what kind of infrastructure are you thinking about that need to be?
1: So when it comes to the government and, and the systems mm. it's, it's, it's It's quite tricky. (laughs) It's quite tricky. It's quite tricky because Mm. uh, the people that influence these policies, Mm. when they're getting there, it looks like a passion and a purpose. But when they get there, it becomes politics. Wow. Purpose. Vision. Politics. Yes. Then individual interests. Yes. Because if you start mixing... Purpose, vision, Mm. and then you want everything in that in that bracket to be run by politics. Mm. Then at some point you get off track. But what I can advise or or what I can say they should do is is at the end of the day, with all these ministries that we have, and I know most of these things lie maybe within the Ministry of Gender, Labour, and Social Development. That question is a bit tricky <laughs> because I don't I don't remember, for, for the years I've been in this Uganda, mm. I do not know when even, like, the Ministry of Gender ever did, like, a drive to help young girls just in school. And I'm not saying, because here we have to be realistic. It's very hard for them to say we're going to give sanitaries to every girl in Uganda. But have they come out to even support such initiatives? Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think. So, the best they can do, I I know it might be hard for them to set up structures because, I mean, even policies take um, take take centuries to, to be passed and, and, and the, the bills and, and whatever, we are, we are on this <laughs> sexual offence bill that has taken ages without being passed. Mm-hmm. But can they support the individuals that are coming out to to mm-hmm. do these initiatives because mm-hmm. that's why we have the public and the private sector yeah. that where the public is not able to deliver mm-hmm. not that they can but maybe they are constrained and then the private sector comes in can we see them give a hand at least to appreciate the fact that this person is thinking in the same line of development with them yeah. that when they are planning and saying we are going to put um maybe a family policy or a sexual offense bill and then this person comes out and say, says, I am going to help the young girls get sanitaries. Can we see them at least give a hand, at least um, be open to partnerships? For me, that, that's, that, that's all I really would say because I know it is very hard and let's be realistic. This government and those <laughs> ministries are literally never going to come out and say, we want to help young girls here and there. These are things they overlook. Mm -hmm. Even when it comes to sexual reproductive health rights, it's because different organizations, non-governmental organizations and all these Mm -hmm. people in the private sector have come up and made enough noise on SRHR issues that now we see these these things starting to to like you know take root in the system, but as they are taking root and they might take longer to arrive, by the way, but as they take root, can we see them support these initiatives? If someone is saying I am going to start a campaign to to probably see that uh, these girls that are being raped have a safe home, they have counselors, they have this and this, can we see the already established public sectors? come up to say okay let 's give you at least a facility, or let 's pay some of your of your um, uh, psychiatrists who are dealing with these with these people. Let them just be able to support the private sector as well, mm. not to just say you 're allowed to operate and mm. here is here are the guidelines from from the NGO bureau, mm. but we can as well be like partners, mm. but when they are seeking partnerships, they also want to be paid for attending a meeting, they also want to be... It's disheartening. Yeah. <laughs> it's really terrible. I've had so many things that you've said in that
0: statement, but one, one thing I want to pull out is the corporate social responsibility bit of it, especially when you're talking about private sector involvement. And uh, I, I, I know to an extent private sector institutions have really tried to you know, respond to some of the yeah. community needs through those that really have uh, an element of corporate social responsibility. Although to an extent, some of them have been constrained, saying that either they are not making good business, yeah. the taxes are so high, so yeah. they can't afford really philanthropy, which is community giving back really. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know what the state really needs to do to look into that, to to promote at least an incentive for those who are trying to give back to community to incentivize them and be able to promote that element. But as we get uh, towards the end of, of, of this session, is there any call to action that you would like our listeners to take away with and also maybe to also mention the dates of the the drive because i know yeah. <laughs> our listeners who would like to be part of this need to start planning yeah. uh, and see how best to support earlier before the d-day so yeah. if you don't mind i would request that you also share the dates yeah. of when they can you know by this time they should have in their contribution and support whichever that is, yeah to give them
1: a timeline okay, thank you so the date of the giving is seventeenth December, so by seventeenth December, mm-hmm. you should have sent in your contribution we are still open to partnerships. I mean December is just hours away from you. now. <laughs> yeah you can still partner and give um, anything that uh, you you really feel like you should give as a spirit leads. Mm. Yeah, when it comes to uh the corporate social responsibility, mm-hmm. I have seen very many people come out in organizations and, and including the, the the yeah the private sector the the telecom companies Rotary, different organizations come out to do uh some of these things and it's I I have seen uh I think Minister of Health and Minister of Gender. Come out to do some of these runs, but I don't know where the like mm-hmm. how the campaigns are, are like driven towards supporting uh, the society. Because mm-hmm. when like we do the Rotary Cancer Run, every t shirt that is bought or whatever mm-hmm. it is, they, they've tried to put the cancer instead, the, the cancer okay. wards at in Zambia and, and other parts of, of the country. And then when it comes to the NGO. Mm-hmm. it's it's becoming hectic every single day for NGOs to operate in Uganda yeah. So and then the government is not doing just enough when it comes to society giving, when it comes to most of the problems that are affecting, I mean philanthropy is just about people mm-hmm. but for them they are not looking at, at even the list of people and then the NGOs and the individuals that are coming out to help the people to to be in the faces of people every other day, are not supported. Mm -hmm. Right now, registering an NGO is is, like a death sentence. The requirements are so many, the taxes are so many, they want to literally squeeze the last drop of blood out of someone registering an NGO. And then we are wondering, do they want to operate alone without the private sector, NGOs and everything? So if they could make things easier. Okay, if you don't want to contribute to what I'm doing, at least make the way for me. Yeah. Make Yeah, make the way for me. Don't don't frustrate me if I'm trying to, to say... Because if now you're going to make the CBOs, the community-based organizations, to be able to at least try to operate easily. But you know the CBOs are going to... Are under the Local Government Act. So they're just going to stop at that. I can't be able... If I'm doing uplift SLAM Africa and it should because every municipality in this Mm -hmm. country has a slum i can't do a drive to the uh, around the entire country because i'm operating under a cbo just Mm -hmm. yeah yeah with registration if you registered as a a cbo you can't operate elsewhere because you're in the within the local government act Mm -hmm. and then so should all ngos come down and be cbo's (laughs) should should people just run drives as individuals but then there are procedures that are supposed to be followed. Mm-hmm. And then those procedures are literally frustrating us. They're just closing our noses. And, okay, the least they can do is to pave way for us at the policy level mm-hmm. and the, of the, oper- the operation standards. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the NGO Bureau and how it was formed and all that was uh, looked mm-hmm. at, it was literally to make sure the government has partners in the private sector mm. that can be able to do that work that they are not able to do. And the, as they are planning at the country level, someone else can be doing something at the district level or at the mm. sub-county level. But then, again, they are frustrating us. Yeah. So I, I just think if, if they can't support us the way they should, mm. let them just let us operate the best way we can. Of course, with with um with standards and policies and guidelines, mm. but those that do not frustrate the NGO world and the mm. private sector. Of course, not that all NGOs are doing the right thing, but at least close out. I mean, try to even guide those that are not doing the right thing, mm. because I believe the vision behind it is usually... Um, uh, in goodwill, mm. yeah, okay,
0: hey, thank you very much, Joanna. I take away an enabling environment for philanthropists to be able to operate for people like Joanna <laughs> to be able to operate uh to our dear listeners. Thank you very much for listening to us today. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to support us or support this podcast in any way you can or support Joanna. Uh, please follow her pages call her at the number that she shared but also to us you can you know share a review comment on our social media platforms you can check us on twitter instagram facebook for more of this please catch us next time every thursday on anchor and on the